Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to episode 3 of the Back Yourself podcast. Um, very special podcast today. It's going to be the first of our special guests. I have Sam with me here. Um, Sam is the trainer at our Astley studio. So what I thought I'd do is just give everyone a bit of a bit of a rundown of what exactly Back Yourself Fitness is and then Sam and I were going to get into our chat. Uh, Back Yourself Fitness uh, is a concept that I started back in 2014, and it revolves all around that private training environment. Um, Basically, I tried to cut out any excuses that people may have and try and create that comfortable environment for people. So, you know, that real one-on-one environment. And I started in a gym at Zilmia, then I moved into my little studio in Aspley. And then the next step for me was opening a second studio, which meant I needed another trainer on board. And that other trainer was Sam. And Sam has come in and he runs the Astley Studio full-time, trains all his clients out of there. And he is a big part of what we do at Back Yourself Fitness. You've been with me for two years now? Yeah, I think two years now. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Time flies, right? Yeah, man. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do today is very similar to episode one, which is well, which was me going through how I roll for myself and how I work with my clients. Um, I want to do exactly the same thing with Sam here. Basically, it's going to be a half interview, half conversation. Um, I want it to be a, a chat so you guys can find out a little bit more and I can find out more about how Sam approaches his training for his nutrition himself and you know how he prioritizes things and then the second half we're going to move into you know what makes him tick what keeps him going how he trains his clients the reasoning behind um, everything we do or everything he does um, hopefully it's a little bit insightful I've, I've written out a couple of questions here and I'm genuinely interested in some of the answers no pressure <laughs> Your pay will depend on it. No, I'm just um, so I wanted to start things off. Well, first of all, hey mate. Hey mate. What, a, what, a, what an introduction. I know it was only a two and a half minute introduction. Um, I wanted to start things off with ten quick questions, and Sweet. I I haven't told you any of the questions today, and everything that we're gonna talk about today is purely opinion based and purely experience based. So, you know, but I'm sure some people could dispute some of the things that we're going to say, but hey, good on you. We're going to talk purely off experience and our opinion. Um, We're not going to upsell anything here. This is not a come train with Back Yourself Fitness. This is just a general chat between two trainers who I believe are on the same wavelength. Um, But yeah, I want to start off with 10 quick questions. Sweet. Um, Real... How quick do I have to be? Super quick. quick. As we we spoke about, we'll do a shot after every question. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, so question number one, are you a morning, afternoon or evening trainer for yourself? Oh, I think I'm probably going to say morning yeah. at the moment. Why is that? Um, I feel like it's a good way to start the day off. Um, get, gets me into a good mental space. If I have time, I'll definitely train in the morning. Sometimes depending on my schedule, I'll train afternoon with, with uni and client commitments and whatnot. But, um, yeah, generally if I have the option, I'll, I'll train in the morning and, um, gets me in a good place when you say morning are you talking like 6 a.m or do you mean like a 10 a.m um well my schedule um as a typical personal trainer starts at 5 30 and usually work to about 9 30 10 a.m as you would know 
Yes. Um, so usually training morning for me, it's about yeah, around 10, 30, 11. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, like I, for me, I find early mornings a bit, a bit hard, like especially if you have like one or two sessions mm. and then try and train yourself. And it's like, ah, oh, I'm really not feeling it. But for me, I find like that eight, nine o'clock, I'm hitting my straps, like I've had a coffee or two. and then, Yeah, have yeah. a meal inside you. and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next question, question number two. What is your favorite exercise? Oh, that's a tough one. You have to pick one. One. I'm going to have to say back squats. Okay, why is that? Um, I think it's probably the most athletic exercise that does a lot for your body. I think it. Uh, yeah, I think anyone can do it um, if it's taught well, and I think it has a lot of benefits in um, teaching a lot of. Oh, sorry, a lot of benefits in complementing other exercises and other movements as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, I think squats are good. Like I'm not great at squats because of my hips, but in that vein, I think squats and deadlifts are good because if your mobility is shit then the movement's going to be shit so it yeah. forces you to yeah. work on your mobility yeah. to if, get good at the movements if that makes right. sense if, if you're a good squatter you're going to have pretty healthy hips you can you know and you should have a strong back you should have the ability to get into that bottom position pretty well you know if, if you're tired and you, you don't have that mobility then you're probably not going to be able to squat yeah like elite crossfit guys i look at the depth they get on squats like tall guys as well like yeah. taller than us and yeah it's like, what the fuck how are you getting down there like, yeah my hips hurt watching that yeah yeah so squats squats for sure squats flip side of that what's an exercise you're bad at bad at um well i think i was born with the longest arms ever <laughs> um so generally anything where i'm pushing like a bench press um i struggle with mm-hmm. um it's probably not my least favorite but i just know that i'm bad at it and from a control point of view or like you just you've got such a big range of movement yeah i think it's that um and some i've had some shoulder issues in the past so i think i always struggle with you know st- stability and um yeah definitely stronger legs than i do with my upper body yeah so, cool yeah um I, i'm personally yeah i'll do bench but i'm never I've never ever been a how much can you bench, bro? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never been good at bench, so it's never been high on my priority yeah. list to try and push. Yeah, super heavy. Yeah, and I hear more people say that they injure themselves. Yeah, like even like well trained guys, like yeah, the risk is fucking high. It is definitely, so, and actually, additional to that, probably bicep curls. Yeah, the biggest bro exercise <laughs> ever, but I I just don't like them. I I can never actually get benefit out of them i don't think i even have biceps it's it's funny you say that because you don't know (laughs) (laughs) you prick because the next question was going to be what's an exercise you think is pointless or not beneficial oh see i think i think bicep curls have a good place if you've got skinny arms like me yeah but do you prefer like pull-ups and bent over rows and stuff rather than like yeah, see that's, yeah. So I think anything that's like an isolation exercise, like you know something, something really simple, maybe like a tricep kickback, which mm. everyone loves doing. Mm. You know, um, I think you know to work such a small muscle like your triceps, you know, you could be getting so much more out of it by doing something that's compound, like a military press or push-ups yep. or you know anything like that. So I think anything that's a really small movement where you're only using one muscle, I think is a waste of time. Yeah, I find, like, for example, yesterday I was cactus and I was like, right, I just need to exercise. What can I do that's not, like, because my body was sore, did big runs and big moves as well 
and now it's like okay what do i do that's not gonna completely smash my body so i did a bro day yeah. like i did an arm day just so i could get some blood flowing through yeah. my limbs like i knew it was it was almost a rest day kind of thing like yeah yeah it, I, I don't understand people who are like yes tuesday's tricep day yeah like, what the fuck like yeah what are you doing working in triceps for 45 minutes yeah that's it it's ridiculous all right um an exercise you would give to a majority of your clients um it's gonna be back squats again um is that favoritism or like you mentioned the benefits of i think i think probably both i think i think there's like i said a lot of benefits to it um and from a mobility functionality point of view i think one of my first goals for all my clients is to get them to squat close to their body weight yep um which is sounds like a lot but it's quite doable if you if you have good technique and you work on it um but yeah, probably the, the one of I would say back squats and probably like a, um, a Bulgarian lunge. Yeah. Um, so like a compound leg kind of move. Yeah, something like that for legs. Um, but then also for upper body, I think probably the, the big one, which I see with a lot of people, which I think benefits is um, something like a ring row or a TRX row. Yeah. Because you find a lot of people obviously can't do chin ups because that's fairly advanced, but mm. most people can do a ring row, and I think. I don't know if it's the same with you, but most of my clients come in and they've got rounded shoulders and their posture's shit. So yep. generally, they don't need to be doing a lot of push-ups and bench press. So bad posture, weak core. Yeah, yeah. So so I I think ring rows, anything where they're building that strength in their back, um, probably one of the ones I would definitely um, preference. Yeah, cool. That's enough of the training stuff. We're gonna look at some food stuff. So eight. How many coffees do you have a day? No, I don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Um, generally two, two is pretty good. Yep. Sometimes I have three. Yep. I used to have four, Fuck. but it depends. Like I'm a, I'm a coffee addict. So how do you have them? Uh, this is also embarrassing. I generally have instant coffee. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But someone told me that instant coffee is actually pretty strong. Yeah. And for the amount of costs, man, that's all you need. Well, I like, I, I've got a coffee machine here at home and one at the gym and like, I have like a pod when I get to work and then I might have one, maybe two before I work out. Like mm. I use coffee as my stimulant essentially. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was saying to Jen, I was like, I feel like my first coffee of the day needs to be like an instant coffee, like something that lasts because yeah. you only get yeah. like a tiny amount out of your pod and it's like, I want something to last. It's not yeah. like two mouthfuls and it's done. That's it. Yeah. And then the flip side is I don't really want to ruin coffee because yeah. if I have it before I work out, like so I'm having it every day and using it as like I'm having coffee it's time to work out I don't want it to like come Sunday and have a coffee I don't want to be like right let's go work out you mm, know what I mean mm. well that's the um, also the negative of being next to the coffee shop at work yeah because um, it's literally five meters away so it's so easy to just have a 10 minute break and just go get a you know macchiato or yep. flat white and yeah, but I, I think coffee's awesome. I don't think you can have too much of it. No. I think it's the milk and sugar and shit people put in it. I'd be worried if you were like having six plus. Like, yeah. Well, okay, take that back. I'd be worried if you're having more than four like shots of coffee. Like if you're having de- if you're just drinking coffee just to have taste or whatever, for sure. As long as you have water. But if you're like throwing in eight espresso shots a day. I don't know how healthy that is. Mm. Like your body must be going, what the fuck? I think, yeah. And you would build up a, you know, pretty good immunity to it, you know, like mm. 
And then I think the, the effects of it would wear off. So you'd probably need to have more and more to. That's it. Your body adapts, right? Yeah. Um, next question: Sweets or savory? Savory. Yeah. Not a sweets guy. Not a chocolate guy. Uh, not really. I, I do like dark chocolate though. I'm a bit of a sucker for dark chocolate. Such a health nerd. <laughs> I, I love that shit. Um, and my old man's a beekeeper, so he's got honey. Mate, which, love that which honey. You know, yeah, it's good shit. Give it a shout out. What is it? Um, backyard Bee Project. Yeah, get, get around it. Get around it. Um, 12 bucks for a big jar, 10 bucks for a small jar. I'll be testimonial. Delicious yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, dark chocolate and honey is probably my, my big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've always loved savory. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, food prep or cook on the go? Um, definitely food prep yep. if I can. Yeah, if I'm short on time... Generally, I try and cook on like a Sunday and have enough meals to last to Wednesday. Yep. Um, so lunches and dinners and stuff. Um, and then come Wednesday, I probably might have to cook a few more meals. Yep. Um, That's what I do. I get through to Thursday morning. Yeah. 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 So it's still fresh, a little bit, you know, fresh enough. Yeah. Anything after that, it's like, ugh, it's been in there for yeah. four days now. How yeah. confident am I in that food? Exactly. But yeah. I think with our schedule, sometimes you can't always cook on the go anyway, so yeah. you're forced to prep for four or five days. That's exactly like my mentality. I don't want to waste time cooking. Mm. Like if I've got an hour between clients or you know whatever it is, or I'm only home for two, three hours, I don't want to spend 45 of that cooking two, three meals to get me through the rest of the day. Yeah. I'd rather be able to do stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, next question, what's the food you hate? Cool. Food I hate. Mm. Um, oh, jeez. What do I hate? Um, I definitely hate... I'm not a big spicy man. Like, I don't like Missing spice. Missing out, mate. <laughs> um, oh, my brain's just stopped working. I can't even think. There's a lot that I don't like. Are you a picky eater? Um, not really. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty good. I used to be horrible, actually. Um, when I was little, I... Every time I'd go out, my dad would always just get me like nuggets and chips wherever we were. Yep. I wouldn't eat vegetables, anything. So and that was last week, right? Yeah, that was last week. <laughs> and then my stepmom actually came came into my life and mm. she was a bit of a hard ass. And yep. she said, Sam, you've got to eat vegetables. And she made me eat broccoli, Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. spinach, anything that was green, I had to eat it. And I remember I would go to school and she'd make me lunch and I'd... Anything I brought home, she'd make me eat for dinner or breakfast the next day. <laughs> That's unreal. <laughs> so I got so sick of her freaking ham mustard cheese sandwiches. That actually sounds really nice. It was good, sandwich. but you eat it every day and yeah. you're like, I start, you know, you'd get 10 meters home before you get home and you just throw it in the, in the garden. She would never know. But um, things like vegetables, she was, the, um, she was the main reason that I actually started eating them. So thank you, stepmom. There you go. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I don't really hate any food. Um, I'm pretty pretty good. I think I eat most things now. Yeah. 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 Cool. Last question before we dive into some other bits and pieces. Do you count calories? Uh, no. I think it's stupid. Cool. All right. So, 10 quick questions out of the way. From here, as I kind of mentioned to Sam um, before we begin, I want it to be a bit of a conversation and an interview rolled into one i guess you'd say uh the first half we're going to look at everything that you do for yourself your training your nutrition and your why um and then we're going to look at 
things you come across in your in your work, obviously being a PT, and things you see and hear from clients, and a couple of other bits and bobs on top of that. All right, give me a snapshot of your week. What like not even not time wise, but how many different things are you juggling in your week? Um, well, this year, obviously starting uni, um, studying to become a PE teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so uni is in my life at the moment. So mm-hmm. up until last, up until this year. Um, I was basically just 100% doing personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with uni, my week is kind of a bit of both. So um, Monday and Tuesday, generally, um, it's all time spent at work. So, you know, training anywhere between 5 and 12 clients a day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I've had more than that, but generally that's the number. Um, uni is two, sometimes three days a week, depending on, you know, classes and whether I've got to go into for a lecture or whatnot. Um, so combining that, so uni is probably eight hours a week actually on campus and then mm-hmm. the rest of it, um, obviously at work and, you know, whatever that is per day, yep. anywhere between five ten hours in the studio a day yeah um and that not not always back to back as you know sometimes you're there and you have two or three clients and then you might wait around for an hour for the next one and that dead time yeah clean up and whatnot um so we're looking at study physical uni as in being at uni yep. and then obviously running your own business as well yep. yep no sports or hobbies or anything outside of that yeah i play just kind of a social touch footy on monday nights yep um and I obviously train myself mm-hmm. sometimes twice a day. Yep. Um, but yeah, generally at least five times a week I'll train myself. Yeah, cool. Well. So you'd, ha- you'd have to say there's not much downtime. Like you've got to kind of create your downtime. Like you're like not, when you're not doing those things. So you've got to, are you finding enough downtime do you think? Or are you constantly on the go? Um, I think... Lately, with with just having other things on in my life, mm. um, I've found it a little bit harder to have that downtime. Like especially with with uni, I guess as most people know, if you're studying, there's always something you can be doing. So, yep. you know, sitting sitting at home and you know watching TV doesn't exist so yep. much anymore because you could be studying or reading or even you know not necessarily even uni. Sometimes I just um, I always feel like I should be doing something during the day. Um, whether it's, you know, just watching some videos or reading something or, you know, experimenting on new exercises or, mm-hmm. you know, reading an article. Yeah. Um, also, listen to podcasts as well. So, yeah. there's always something I feel like I, I do during the day and I, I kind of feel guilty if I'm just being a fat slob and not doing anything. I, I'm exactly the same. I go a little bit mental if I'm sitting still. Mm. Like, even if it's a quieter day and, like, the next day is going to be massive, the day before it's quiet, I'm like, like, what am I doing? Like, I got to do something. Like, mm. and that's like you just said, research new exercises, and it's like, right, I'm gonna go back to the gym and I'm gonna try these and see how these feel. Like, just trying to keep busy. That's mm. that's the thing. Um, a big question that I want to find out, um, and this is one of the reasons why I started the podcast is to find this out from, well, basically ask the listener and they can answer their own question. Is why do you train? So. Why do you train? That's a tough question, isn't it? No one's ever asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I guess there's a few layers to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to tell me everything, but yeah, what what motivates you? Why do you train? That's that's the the big question. Um, I think I just have this kind of conscious inside me that tells me that I need to go to the gym and if I have a day without or two days without going to the gym I feel I feel guilty and I guess it's a habit in my life now mm-hmm. um, I do it because I enjoy it I think you know I kind of go to the gym and that's my hour or two where I can just be myself and not have to talk to anyone put some music on and you know have a good workout and feel better afterwards um but I think for me, I've always been kind of goal orientated. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, weirdly, I don't really have a goal with my training, but I always want to be getting stronger or improving my, you know, my lifting or, um, I don't really look at body weight. I'm not really motivated by that or body composition. You know, I generally just want to get stronger across so most... like a performance yeah performance based kind of thing yeah like at the start of the year I set my some goals some strength goals to squat 180 kilos deadlift 200 kilos and bench press 140 kilos mm-hmm. um, two of them I've already ticked off so and let me guess which one you did was it the bench <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done the bench yet I got bitched little arms um, but yeah I think I always like to have a goal um so yeah, I think I think for me it's just a passion. I just have I just I thoroughly enjoy training, and I guess that's why I do the job that I do because it, it's not a chore for me. It's something I I genuinely want to do. So it sounds like because you are performance based, it sounds like it's if you're working towards something, you train towards something, and then if you're not necessarily training towards specifics, it's like a maintenance kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah, just general bit of everything like. Um, I used to do the whole bro split and do, you know, Monday chest, Tuesday legs, Wednesday shoulders, whatever. Yep. Um, but for me, that was kind of very, a bit superficial, you mm-hmm. know, and I got bored of it and kind of the same thing all the time. So I think lately I've, finally, I was actually thinking the other day, I was scrolling through social media or something and it popped up to me. There was so many different things that I follow like there was a weightlifting video followed Mm -hmm. by a Pilates video followed by some guy boxing these are all people that I I follow Mm. on Instagram and it made me realize that I don't really have anything in particular that I do like obviously my my main focus is always strength training and that's the same with all my clients you know that's generally the first thing I'll try and get people to do is um, achieve a pretty good level of strength but for me I think there's value to everything. Um, like last year, I trained for the marathon and did a marathon, as you know, which is mental. Yeah, stupid. Signed up three months before it. I don't recommend doing it. <laughs> just anyway. 12, weeks, twelve weeks to get forty-two kilometers out. Um, but that was just a sign. That was just part of me, just setting a goal and just wanting to do it. And um, and ever since then, I've just yeah, kind of kind of been thinking about another thing that I want to do as a triathlon and a few other things but yeah I think um, for me the part of the, the fun is always having um, experimenting with different things find something you're not necessarily great at yeah and train for it yeah then yeah. that, that's a big thing that people kind of miss it's like oh, I'm shit at that I don't want to do that exactly like, well if you're bad at it why yeah. don't we work it a little bit more and make it your strength yeah and I think that's you make a pretty good point because I um I never was really exceptional at any sport in school or growing up. I wasn't, you know, awesome at anything. I was just kind of average 
mm. across the board. So maybe that kind of instilled this you know belief in my head that I wanted to push myself harder than you know I thought I could and try and do well across a lot of different things. So there you go. You might have just answered your why do you train? Eh? <laughs> Sounds like it. Eh? Um, how many hours would you say? Like roughly, how many hours per week would you dedicate to your actual physical training? Like, let's exclude touch footy. Let's just purely say gym work. How many hours per week do you reckon you're dedicating? Um, lately, it's changed. I think, um, like I said, with just time not being as available, um, I'm lucky if I train every day at the moment. Like, sorry, if I train Monday to Friday, sometimes I'll, I'll miss two or three days just because of uni and yep. life sometimes. But um, on average, I would say probably anywhere between six and 10 hours of actually training a week. Yep. Um, how long are you actually in the gym for? Like how long would, if you're going to the gym, be it at the studio or where we go to the gym, um, how long would a session be for you? Uh, it's probably about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I would love to get in there sometimes and just do 40 minutes. Like mm. ideally that's my goal. Yeah. But I fluff around and warm up and talk to people and yeah. And is it cause you're doing strength too? Like, yeah, you, don't, you can't really rush that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like if I go in and, and I want to do a solid, you know, squat session or deadlifts, I'll, I'll know that I'll probably be an hour or more just cause you obviously need more time to recover and everything. And, um, but if I want to do like a metabolic conditioning session or just something that's quick, you know, I'll make sure that I'm in and out in half an hour sometimes. So yeah. it does vary. Yeah. Yeah. I get a little bit self-conscious cause we go to the same gym. Like sometimes when it's like, cause I can be at the gym for half hour. Like if I make myself work in half hour, sweet, no mm. problems. Like I don't care about time. And then I think like I walk past the same person on the treadmill on the way out. And I yeah. think these people must think I just get in and like do half a workout and yeah. get out. But I've said this before a couple of times, like it's working out is not a time-based thing. It's mm. effort. Mm. Like if you're doing strength, like we just said, you need to be there for longer, but doing Metcon sessions, you don't need an hour in the gym. Like exactly. an hour of metabolic conditioning, that's, you're dead. that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so um, I preach quality, not quantity. Yeah. And yeah. even though you're there for longer, like the strength is a prime example of that. You're looking at quality. You're not looking at doing 10 warm-up sets before you start working on your proper lifts you know exactly, what i mean yeah yeah um so you just said there you only like there could be weeks where you only train two or three days yep hit two a days in those set like if you're only training two days a week would you go two a days or is it just whatever you can kind of kind of um, do it would just be kind of whatever i do um i think i'm not so much training um twice a day at the moment just because of my schedule mm. um and i find it sometimes unnecessary actually if, if you are training twice a day unless you're very different with your, your two sessions so yep. i think when i was doing a lot of running I'd, I'd run in the morning and then i'd probably go to the gym in the afternoon yeah and do some weights and, and different kind of um aspects of training but yeah at the moment it's probably just one session mm. if i had two days and i'd probably look at doing a bit of everything like i think like initially doing a lot of the the bro split stuff for me it it didn't work because I felt like you were you know doing so much in that one session um for one such a small you know such a small part of your body Mm. whereas I think for me at the moment I want to I want to have that kind of mixture of of training so for me I like to combine kind of 
legs and upper body into one session but mm-hmm. maybe maybe look at doing maybe like a pull session yep and then a, a push session yep um you know and just incorporate different kind of aspects of training within that so sometimes i might do push with some legs and bench press and some overhead work and then maybe do some cleans yep as well and then maybe finish you know with some accessory stuff so that's like I try and mix, and I've mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, I try and mix my training up. So it's, it's once again, it's not that bro split, but you know, I may pick a big movement and Monday could be big movement and accessories. You know, then the next day could be pure Metcon and long run. You know, so it's always, I don't, it's very much the same. I don't want to be bro split. Yeah. I'm not going to do a chest session. Yeah. Like if I'm doing front squats, I'll partner that with like, power cleans or something yeah. like that you know whole body workout that you know yes it is predominantly legs but something that gets your whole body churning like yeah. i would much once again quality over quantity that's it you know i don't bro split it's fair to say we're both not not keen on that yeah and i guarantee anyone out there if you want to do half an hour of front squats and power cleans good luck to you doing anything anything quality after that yeah they're not going to do bicep curls on, <laughs> on the machine and then with the bar and, and then, then with dumbbells to finish with um, is there anything that affects your training negatively? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, lack of sleep for yep. me. Um, How many like hours sleep do you usually get? Seven is good. Yep. Yeah, sometimes it's probably five to six though. Mm. Um, There's people listening to that go, five to six, that's heaps. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Seven is a good number for me. can generally get through a whole day and want to train as well. But if, mm. I, if I'm tired, lack of sleep, I... Um, generally don't don't want to go to the gym yeah um do you run into any mindset issues like are, are you ever are you sure being tired might attribute to that but do you ever like does your mind beat you before you step into the gym sometimes or are you pretty good can you say switched on and read a roll um yeah i mean i definitely have days where it's it's hard and i do feel like i kind of just have to um, you know, knuckle down and drag myself to the gym mm-hmm. um, and just get it done. But I think some days I also think it's important to listen to your body. Yep. Um, so for me, sometimes I've, I've really got to make sure that I'm in the mental state to yep. train. Like I think that feeling of wanting to go to the gym should always be there. And if, if you feel like you're, you're tired and you've had a shit day and, you know, something's gone wrong and maybe you might be better off spending that hour just having some own, your own, some of your own time or yeah exactly you know sorting out whatever's going on so i think for me like i want to go to the gym um as enjoyment and as kind of a de-stressor and i don't want that gym to be something that adds to that stress or yeah you don't want to become a chore yeah and that's i find and you may have experienced the same thing that when clients that we train go oh, i'm just not feeling it today i haven't been to the gym they generally couple that with something else mm. and it's like oh my food's been shit this week as well mm. and it's like fuck you can't you can't be like not training and eating like shit like it, it can't work together you know if i say to people cool listen to your body if you need to rest rest but you got to make sure like you can't just get lazy on your food still keep that's eating it. the same way have a stretch do something that's going to positively affect your body yeah when you feel worse it's when you don't train one or two days three days in a row then you're throwing shit food on top of that you're going to feel even worse about yourself yeah you know so there's things that you can do for your body that are low impact 
or not even training related that can still make you feel good. Like just simple things like ticking off like a good meal and mm. not shit meal. You know what mm. I mean? So that's what I've, I've seen that a little bit across the journey of people going, oh, I haven't trained this week and my food's been pretty average. It's like, well, how, how mm. is it all? How has it all slipped, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. The gym goes and the food goes and they feel shit about themselves. The, what, the what's the what's the point attitude? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's a hard one for people to... Like, I spoke about focus in the last episode. You know, focus... You can focus on different parts. Like, you can have your end goal, but you can focus on little different bits and pieces. If you don't get to the gym, like, like have, have a stretch. Have a 15-minute stretch. You can get a good workout and you can sweat stretching mm. and it's low impact and it's good for your body. Definitely. And just ticking your meals off, having good quality meals. Like you don't have to be in the gym every day to yeah. to feel good about yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, lately, I think too, I've really gotten a lot of value out of just being outside when yeah. I train. So even if I don't have time to go to the gym, you know, half an hour, I'd rather maybe spend just being outside or take the dog for a walk. Yeah. And you'll be amazed at how relaxing that is because we spend so much time inside, mm. you know. And especially with it getting darker earlier. So we start our days in the dark mm. and then finish our days in the dark as well. Um, I find, because I've been running more, I, I make an effort to drive to Redcliffe for my runs purely because I've made the effort to go to Redcliffe, but I get to run along the waterfront. Yeah, and like I'll awesome. do big distances, like I'll do 15, 20 Ks, but I just got my headphones in, the scenery's nice, like... Yes, I'm working, but I can kind of let my mind wander a little bit. I'm mm. not in a gym. I'm not pushing weights around. You know what I mean? So getting outside's a big thing. Changing your environment's yeah, another big thing. Like definitely. if you're stuck in the same style gym or you're doing the same style of training, you're going to get it's, bored. Yeah, and, it's repetitive. Yeah. Um, that's something that I've found like, across the journey, be it myself and other people as well. If you're doing the same shit, you're going to get bored real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, touched on food a little bit there. Do you, like you said at the very start, one of the questions was you don't count calories. How do you approach your food? Like, do you just eat until you're content? Are you conscious of what you're putting into your body? Like, what's what's the reasoning behind how you eat? Um, so I always look at food as like a, a way of fueling the body for energy. So... I think um, I don't really, I don't really worry so much about um, you know counting calories and macros and all that stuff because I think I think our bodies aren't necessarily robots and I think we need to track everything to the last kilojoule. But I think looking at fu- at food as if it's a fuel source, which it is, I think is really important because not just for physical performance, but I also think for mental performance and you know cognitive functioning. You know, I think your, your body sh- is you know, deserves to have good nutritious food. So I think if we can create that mentality with people and especially with clients that food shouldn't be a chore, but it's like a reward to give your body good food. Exactly. Like it's like, that was almost word for word what I've said previously. Like you sure taste is fantastic and all that kind of jazz, but the reward of good food is your body working properly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like on the weekend, sure. I have, you can have those tastier meals cause you got more time to dedicate to you know whether it is going out to eat or you know making food fresh at home but if you're just like monday through thursday or friday or whatever just knuckle down and put good quality fuel into your system yeah. you know what i mean like you can be under the pump at work or uni or whatever and if you're putting shit food in you're going to feel worse that's like, it yeah so that's one of the mindsets that i find people 
struggle to get their head around. Mm. Fuel yeah. aspect. Yeah. You've got to fuel the body to get the most out of it. Yeah. And shit fuel means the body's not running to its full full potential. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and that's why I think that's my, my main my main focus with food. So a lot of vegetables, um, a lot of good protein. Um, I don't worry so much about not eating carbs because mm. I think for me, I'm trying to, you know, put on strength and put on size so I can generally eat carbs. I think more focusing around good, good carbs, so the low yeah. GI, brown rice and vegetables and, you know, wholemeal bread. Um, for me, they're kind of the main sources. Good car- good energy. Like, yeah. I feel like people get lost in the fats, carbs, proteins. Yeah. Like, it's where's your energy source coming from? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then is that energy source beneficial for what you're trying to do? Like, if you're loading up on carbs, but you tra- you do one half hour PT a week and that's your only training. Mm. So, well, you put a lot of energy in for not much energy going out. Yeah, output. Yeah. yeah. If you're running heaps or if you're training... Like if you're a cyclist or a triathlete or whatever, you got to have a high, a high carb intake because mm. it's the energy that you need to keep ticking forward. So yeah. I, that's what I like. I've stressed before. It's where's your energy come from, and you can like nutritionists can dig deeper into that. Like that's not our role, you know. But the energy source is the main thing. If you if you're gonna look at simplify everything, forget counting calories and forget your macros and all that kind of jazz. Just focus on where does your energy source come from. Yeah. And then we can break it down further into calories or macros or have a chat to a dietitian or nutritionist or whatever. But mm. simplicity first. You got to think about yeah. your energy source. The that's, basics. That's the big thing, you know. Um, especially we're stressing our body, getting up early and, you know, tradies can attest to this and you get up early and you got to be on the ball first thing and then yeah. you got to stay on the ball till eight o'clock at night yeah. you know you can't just go oh i can cruise through the rest of the day it's mentally you've got to be switched on as well so i found when i was having less carbs in my meal i was getting real foggy through the brain mm. when i just put that little bit of carbs back in my meals i had more energy and could mm. stay mentally switched on and when i woke up the next day to you know go to work at four thirty, five o'clock i could attack the day and wasn't like oh fuck what am i gonna do today you know yeah. like so carbs are a valuable tool if you if you're using like if you're putting a lot of energy out. Yeah, definitely. Don't be afraid of carbs is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, cool. So we kind of got a snapshot of how you treat yourself. You know why you do the things you do. I'm sure we could break down further. You know your training and your nutrition, but it's just a general overview. You know. You, it made you think a little bit about some of the answers. and Definitely, yeah. Those, and that's the thing that people... You've got to ask, these, ask yourself these questions. You, you've got the answers, but you've got to think about... like I go back to that why you train question. You've got to think about that. Mm. And that's your motivation to keep you going, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think probably expanding a little bit on, on the nutrition as well. Um, like for me, obviously my training, as I said, it's something that I enjoy doing. And I think nutrition for me is also something that I actually want to eat healthy because I enjoy the taste. I enjoy the process of eating good food. And it's kind of a habit at the moment for me to just go home and, you know, have some chicken and have some broccoli and have some rice and make a stir fry. Um, 
but I think for a lot of people when they start out trying to be healthy, that, that whole process of eating good food is is really scary. And I think if people can realize that good food can also taste amazing, yeah, exactly, and have that nice balance, then there's no need to ever call into Macca's and mm. get a two dollar cheeseburger. Well, that's a bit like we are quite conscious of what goes in food wise. Can you imagine if like next week we go sweet, let's eat Macca's every day our body would go, what the fuck is going on? You know, yeah. like your body adapts to how you treat it. So if you eat Maccas every day, you're not going to die. You're going to die sooner than everyone else, but your body will keep running. And when you cut Maccas, let's just say, we're just using Maccas as an example. If we cut Maccas out and you start eating healthier, your body will go, oh fuck, this is how I'm meant to be treated. Mm. And then you'll have Maccas, let's say you go back to Maccas in like four weeks time and you'll that same thing. It'll just be, oh man, I feel like shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's amazing what your body can do, how it can adapt, yeah. but also amazing how you feel when you start treating yourself a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. With your energy intake, you know yeah. what I mean? And energy input, I think, is is really interesting. Like the energy balance, because so many people say calories in, calories out, mm. you know, as a way of controlling your weight. And I think that's important as like a, a really basic understanding, but I think there's so much more to the actual you know, nutrients that make up the calories. And, yeah. You know, like you said, if we had, if we ate our calories in cheeseburgers and we ate our calories in good nutritious food, the, the difference would be massive mm. in how that affects our body. And so I think, yeah, I think people need to be more aware of, of what food and how nutrition, how nutrition impacts them. Energy. I think that's the key word of yeah. that little bit of nutritional, nutritional stuff we've touched on. Um, so that's your snapshot. I want to get now into why why a PT and yeah, yeah. you know some experiences you've had with clients and some of the hurdles and maybe some of the excuses we've heard along the way and you know want to touch on like client mindset and things that you see. Definitely. Um, first thing I want to know is how'd you get started in the fitness industry? Um, all right. Well, I kind of finished school and didn't really know where I wanted to to go. Um, funnily enough, I actually worked at Macca's <laughs> making cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> the irony, the uh, irony is great. <laughs> and um, I was pretty good at making cheeseburgers. I was like, I reckon I made a cheeseburger in ten seconds. I was like, the record. There you go. Something, um, something to uh, pride yourself on. <laughs> Macca's, Macca's at eleven p.m. That was where I was every mm. Saturday night for the first year of finishing school. Yep. Um, and then I think I just kind of realised that I couldn't obviously keep doing that it was just the most depressing job ever yeah especially being someone who was health conscious so um i kind of i think i just decided one day that that i wanted to actually go to uni yeah and so i started my human movement and sports science degree um sounds easy sounds easy <laughs> that's what i thought and then i got into it and i was thinking i was three weeks into it and i was like this just seems way over my head and i was like i'm in, I'm interested in you know fitness i've always done fitness throughout school and love sport and i'm um, always been you know health conscious but this degree was you know full-on with you know anatomy and really kind of scientific and i was like this just doesn't seem right so i kind of stopped and i was like maybe i should just become a personal trainer like that's something i'm passionate about i want to train people want to help people live fitter healthier better lives and um so pretty much got out of uni um before the census date luckily and um called up the afa which is the australian fitness academy 
and um, went and did my Cert 3 and 4 through those guys. They're actually really, really good. If anyone's looking to do their, their fitness course, I strongly recommend. Tell them Sam sent you. Shane. Um, but, yeah, did that. Loved it. Um, and, um, yeah, straight away I kind of knew that it was for me because I, I, I enjoyed, I was passionate about training myself and I knew that I could help people. Um, and so I got a job, um, I was actually training at HealthWorks, mm-hmm. as you know, as the commercial gym. And I was just training there myself, um, with my dad and my stepbrother. Um, dad and I used to go to, go to gym every morning at 5am before school. And I think he's probably to thank for me getting into it. Yeah, Mike. Um, yeah, big Mike. Um, and... Then I got offered a job, so I started off working as a fitness instructor. I was running boot camps and um, you know boxing classes, and I was even running an old old ladies group class with a bunch of old old birds. I do remember them taking a bit of a fancy to they you. They loved me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously finished my my other rest of my course, so I became a personal trainer. And I think at the time I was nineteen. So pretty young, obviously still as a PT, um, and I was very much thrown into the deep end. I think because um, at at the gym I was doing you know sales calls and working on the front desk and also trying to manage my own kind of personal training business as well within the gym um, and running group classes and all of that. So kind of thrown in the deep end and had to learn how to train people and communicate to people and. I soon realized pretty quickly that it wasn't just um, wasn't just about how much you know as a PT. You know, no one gives a shit about you know the fancy exercises or mm. how much you know or anything like that. I think at the end of the day, I realized that I needed to just communicate to people and be nice and be um, actually be a human, and that worked really well for me. People um, people just kind of gravitated to me, and I ended up training quite a few people pretty early on within the first few months um so that's kind of where it all began um i think and that's like you have you can have as many certificates as you want you need to learn how to read people and work out what what the client wants you know yeah and you've said a word and i've said a word when talking about why i do it and if you're seeing a trainer who doesn't use the word or the phrase i want to help people Mm. or I want to help you then they're not they don't have their best your best interests Mm. at heart you know what I mean and I said at the very start we're very on the same wavelength about a lot of things helping people Mm. you know I wouldn't have started my own shop and you wouldn't have taken the leap and come into my system and essentially running your own gym if it wasn't your passion you know what I mean yeah I for me I know that the commercial gym system was never going to be for me. Like I've never worked in a commercial gym. That's not my scene. I don't, I'm not going to cold call people. You know, I'm, I'm there to help people out. And, you know, if you're ready to work with me, we're going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like we often, like we're more a support network for people, you know. And Definitely. Once you get your head around that, being a PT, yeah. you know, it's like a penny drop. Yeah. So, I quickly learned that people don't want to be trained the way that I like to I like to train myself. Yeah. You know, working out how people train, working how people communicate, working out how people uh, handle feedback and criticism, or not mm. criticism, but, you know, instruction 
essentially. Yeah. Um, that's a big that's a big learning curve. Yeah, definitely. Getting in and fucking learning from the experience, you know. Yeah. Um, you kind of answered my next question of why being in the fitness industry. Um, we spoke about your strength orientated training for yourself. Um, what's the benefit of you know, you said you'd give similar style training to your clients, like tweaked, obviously, but similar concepts of strength training, strength aspects. What do you see the benefit of, you know, of giving that to your clients? Um, I just see it as like a, a fundamental um, thing for all clients to have because I think everyone, regardless of who you are, wants to be a little bit stronger. Mm. Um, and everyone's going to benefit from that, you know, whether you're looking at, having increased muscle mass looking good at you know the beach yep in summertime or if it's something different to do with you know maybe an older client and improving their bone density or um even people that have you know injuries or stuff like that i think strength training is one of the best ways to actually rehab someone um i actually had a, a client who used to run a lot of marathons and had a had a few knee issues and stuff um, and we've been doing a lot of a lot of strength training to actually improve his knees. Mm. Um, and he, I think he came in a few, three or four months ago, and he couldn't do a squat because his knees were in so much pain. Yeah, wow. Um, he couldn't run. He was basically had to rebuild him. And yeah. we did a whole whole bunch of just kind of simple simple movements. I don't think he could even really bear any weight on his his legs. So we were doing a lot of stability stuff and. Um, last week was the first time he actually could do a lunge. Yeah, great. And he lunged, full Bulgarian lunge without any knee pain. Um, Success. Squats, everything. So he's. So I think that's kind of a testimony to to how strength training can actually improve someone. Yeah, and if we just quickly touch on that, like when you say strength, we're obviously talking about the strength in the muscles. We're not specifically yeah. talking like, what's your three RM squat? Yeah, it, yeah. It's the strength in the movement that Super, you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, very broad. Um, yeah, so I've, yeah, and I don't, I'm not a powerlifter. I've never been, you know, someone that's been super strong myself, but I, I understand the benefits of it. And I think, um, like I said, I, I want all my clients to be able to squat. I want them all to be able to, you know, at least do 10 push ups. Yeah. I want them to be able to do a chin up. So, strength, I think for me, comes in a lot of different forms. And, um, I think um, I think it's important just to to have that as a baseline, and I think I think regardless of what your goal is, or you know, if you play sport or if you want to do a marathon or anything like that, I think you will benefit from being stronger to some extent. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of my my philosophy. <laughs> um, if we look at you know, we we kind of spoke a second ago about how you started, why you started. Um, if you could travel back in time and give you starting out. One piece of advice, what would it be? Um, <laughs> it's probably, it's a funny one. I think you, you probably have told me something similar to this. Mm. Um, don't don't sweat the small stuff. Yep. Um, and I think when I started, I was kind of always thinking, you know, got to get more clients, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing now isn't enough. And I think that's very demoralizing and I think especially working, you know, in your own business or being your own boss, you've kind of got to be hard on yourself. There's that pressure there. Yeah, there is. And I think it's always there. Um, But I think if I was to tell a younger version of myself, I probably would say, 
just focus on the clients you do have, focus on the business you do have and do a good job of that. And naturally, I think other business and other clients will come if you're doing a good job. So Exactly. That's, that's... You know, it's I think I said to you at the very start and when you two pieces of advice I gave you when we first started together. One was stay hungry because if you're not hungry to keep growing, you know, you, you, there's no point. You're just going to stay stagnant. And the other one was very similar to what you just said. Don't get up about the uptimes, but don't get down about the downtimes because as you were well aware, like snap your fingers, you could have six, seven, eight less sessions one week. Mm. And it's like, fuck, I thought I was doing great. And now I'm, oh, fuck, I've just lost eight sessions. What am I going to do? And like that yeah. pressure builds back up. But, you know, putting effort into the people you have, making sure your clients get the most out of their sessions. And yeah, sure, do your promotion and stuff, but it's all about the people who are there to work with you. Make sure that they're getting the most out of it. That's the big thing. Definitely, hey? yeah. And I w- I'd like to add one thing too. I think... I think I would tell my, the first year, Sam, who was a personal trainer, I'd probably tell him to, tell him that he knows fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I think when you start off as a PT and you see a lot of PTs these days, they, they, they start off as a trainer and they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the longer I've been a PT, the more I've realized there's so much I don't know yeah, about exactly. the body and just nutrition and everything there's just so much to be learned so i think i think i would always value doing stuff doing more stuff to learn whether it's training with someone who knows more than you or doing a course over the weekend or anything like that exactly and i know that you train like you've popped into a couple of strength gyms and i have a boxing trainer come and train me and for any trainers who are i guess listening don't be afraid to get a pt with another trainer yeah. Or, or watch other PTs in the gym and just see how they operate. You know, you're not going to be stealing information from them. Like we're all working together here. We're all on the same team. You know, learn from other people. Watch other people how they exercise. Definitely. Like I do that and go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to give that a crack. Or you see an exercise on YouTube or whatever and go, cool. I'm going to give that a crack and see how it feels. Like yeah. constantly learning and once again not staying stagnant. Mm it'll keep keep the interest there and keep your body guessing as well. Definitely. Um, plus, then you can pass it on to your clients. Yeah. That, that's the big thing. Um, speaking of clients, from your experience, what are some of the biggest hurdles or excuses? We'll start with hurdles. What are some of the biggest hurdles you see from... Let, let's just take your current client base. What, what, would you, what would you say are some of the biggest hurdles that you see or hear? Um... I think for me it's um it's got probably two things i think laziness probably the the big one mm-hmm. um but the other one's probably sometimes the the mental aspect of training and some people not really being in the right mental space to train as in they they see it as a chore or it's like there's something something else going something on something else going on yeah and i think sometimes you you feel like oh, I felt like sometimes I don't have the answer, and I think there's one client I had a while ago, and they had mental problems, and they probably weren't in the best place to be training, yeah, because they obviously had some issues going on, and um, and I kind of felt like I was a bit of a psychologist to them, yeah, um, 
and I think that situation it's hard because you don't have the right answer you don't have you don't have the answers sometimes you don't have the tools to help that person so I think I think um, we definitely can help a lot of people you know with physical training and health and nutrition but sometimes it's the mental side of things I think that are, are probably equally as important and if you can have you have someone who's not in a good mental space you're not going to get a lot of benefit out of training them in mm. the gym and I think it's I think it's more important to get that right first. Um, so for me, that's a hurdle. I think I want to try and um, be aware of all my clients and the mental space that they're in and yeah. make sure that they they have that ticked off first before we try and push them physically. That's it. The first thing I ask people when they walk in, obviously, is, oh, how are you going? It's how's the body feeling? Yeah. How's your week been? Yeah. You know, yeah. like get a gauge of where we're at. For example, someone who I was training last night, and it was a later night for, for us, I could tell that we were a little bit exhausted and I was like, all right, let's just roll for a bit. Let's have a chat and we're going to go through some movement orientated exercises rather than, right, let's get on the row and let's do this. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But being that support network is a big thing for us, like yeah. especially in a one-on-one, one-on-one environment. Like we want to make people as comfortable as possible yeah. and we are someone's support network. We are that outside party from either family or work or friends or whatever someone that they can kind of vent to and they feel comfortable enough to so yeah we there's times where and you would have experienced too where it's like right let's just go for a walk yeah you know let's just and if we're helping out in any way we're doing our job yeah but yeah. obviously mindset and um if there's other things going on yeah that's obviously gonna make life a little bit difficult you know if you're trying to get exercise out of people yeah definitely so and i think like that that side of things but also like things like laziness i think there's it's hard sometimes to work out why someone's lazy Mm. and you know you know whether it's something that's happening you know they've had a shit week at work or Mm. you know they're they're not getting enough sleep or you know their kids are shit or they're going through a divorce you never really know there could be deeper issues behind it so i think it's trying to work out why they're lazy or why they're not putting in the effort Um, and i wish people could i don't want to sound rude and say flick the switch but like it's half hour or 45 minutes of their day where it's you're not dealing with that stuff Mm. where you you should be able to try and separate yourself from you know work being hectic you know what i mean like you're paying to invest in your own health and fitness so make sure like try and get the most out of that and then there's obviously times where you can't do that because whatever you're dealing with could be a bit full on yeah but at the end of the day if someone's training with you know let's just say us one of us it's you know you're here for you like mm. forget about everything else like let's just concentrate on you for the next yeah 30 45 hour whatever it is yeah yeah um what are the some of the favorite excuses you hear uh <laughs> um there's lots i can't even think of where to start um generally sickness or mm-hmm. tired got, got that a lot like people just tired yeah oh, i slept through my alarm yeah really <laughs> that's so common yeah yeah it's a big one is um, that another one yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah work shit or work stressful mm. um i find with the work one how's your food been Oh yeah, work's been shit. So you know, I just been I've been eating pretty bad. And like we spoke about earlier, it's like, well, fuck! If you can't just let the dominoes fall, like yeah. let's stay switched on, so yeah. you you like you can stay on top of your work or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like the um, I don't do those. 
That's always a fun one. When someone tells me they don't do an exercise, I give them the super high eyebrows. And I'm like, really? You don't do this exercise? Okay, yeah. let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. People that just don't want to do something because they've never done it before. Or... They can't get the hang of it straight away. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, people, if they don't know how to do an exercise or they feel uncomfortable, generally people don't want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And like... I completely understand that in a commercial gym environment, like mm. if there's other people around. But in that private space, that's your time where you like you can fuck up. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I said, so when we do boxing, well, when I do boxing with people, I tell them from the start, I'm like, you're going to fuck up. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. Or you can, or skipping. You're going to mess it up. Who cares? Just relax. Start again. It's all good. Like, yeah. you know, you're here to practice it. You're not you're not going to put the gloves on and be pro at boxing. Yeah. You know, let's get the fuck ups out and try and work on not doing them, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think I noticed that a lot coming from the commercial gym into a private studio. Mm. There, this is like a, it was very different, I think in terms of the comfort of the client, you know, they'd walk into the gym and, you know, might be busy and you don't have that privacy. Yeah. And even relationship building, like it's so much easier to just, have a genuine chat to someone when you're in a private space yeah. and no one else is around. And I think the relationships I've built with my clients have been a lot better since I've had a private studio to work in. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure you're the same. I guarantee I could, like you, you name one of my clients and I can tell you what's going on in their life, you know, how their week's been, whatever it is, you know, it is that relationship building. It's that once again, that support network, you know, you're getting to know these people and you're, you're trying to help them feel better about themselves or get better at whatever it is they're working on or yeah. train them towards something specific, you know? Um, sure. How do you handle the same excuses from the same people? Um, like, would you get the, oh, I slept in or I missed my alarm from the same person? Um, yeah, I would sometimes. Um, but <laughs> I think I think at the end of the day, people and this is probably a good and a bad thing, good thing for us, but mm. most of my clients, you know, they pay on a direct debit system. So mm-hmm. if they miss or they sleep through an alarm, they still get charged. So yeah. I think from a business point of view, that's a really good thing because, you you know, people might sleep in, but... It's the accountability. Yeah, they're accountable because it's financial. Um, you know, they're kind of bound to it. So I think it, that's a big one. I think if it's, um, if it's another excuse... Um, like they're tired or, you know, they're sick. That's that's a little bit harder. Yep. Um, but sometimes I'll look at, you know, the times that they're training and if it is a shit time or if it's not working, then I'll try and reschedule. Yep. I'll do a time that's more convenient for them. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I'll just, you know, if someone doesn't come and they keep not coming, I'll just maybe look at moving them or yeah. say, hey, maybe this isn't working kind of thing. Let's stay on that. Have you had to have hard chats with people? Um, Be it either results, performance, body composition, you know, tardiness to sessions. Like, have you had to had, have any hard chats with people? Yeah, I, I have definitely had had some chats with people. I think, um, I think, definitely like the the whole attitude thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the biggest one. I think people just you can tell they walk in and you know they're not happy they're not positive and i think for me it's a matter of not necessarily being like a drill sergeant and saying to them you sort your shit out what the fuck yeah Yeah. i guess it's not me so i'll probably maybe dig a little bit deeper and 
just sit down and have a chat to them. It's that honesty thing. Yeah. You know? Once again, that support network. And yeah. It's like, let's be real. What's going on? You know, I'm here to help, but you got to meet me halfway. Yeah. Let's, and that's let's... exactly right. You can't give, we can't give our service if people, um, you know, in a good, you know, they, they don't want to be helped. And I think if someone's walking in with their head down and you've got a shout out to you, then we're not going to get much out of the session. So, Generally, I'll try and speak to people and, and I, I try and endeavor to have a good enough relationship with my clients so that they do feel comfortable to tell me why they're in a shit mood or, yep. you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as we start to wind down, we've got a couple more questions to tick through. Um, we'll finish with a couple of reasonably quick fire ones. What's one uh, one thing you wish all your clients could put into practice? Eat better. Eat better? Eat, yeah. <laughs> Just eat good. <laughs> Easier said than done. Um, in what sense? Um, eat more. Yeah, I find that too. A lot of under-eaters. Yeah, big yeah. time. Eat more and more protein. Yep, okay. Yeah. Um, what's one piece of... Uh, well, here we go. One piece of nutrition advice you'd give to everyone? More protein. There you go. <laughs> what's one piece of exercise advice you would give to everyone? Um, lift more weights lift more weights yep don't be afraid of weights yeah especially girls yep um, even my own bloody mother she told me she didn't want to lift up lift weights because she thought she was going to get too big and lady unless you're on a strength program exactly to put on size people don't realize how hard it is I've been lifting weights for like 6 years I'm still freaking skinny dude <laughs> um, uh, where am I uh, fuck, lost my spot. Hang on. Bum, bum. Yeah, fuck. Oh, here we go. Sticking with advice. Um, what's one piece of advice or some advice you'd give to people who have just started or people who are thinking about training? Um, get a good trainer. Learn the technique. Foundation, right? Learn the basics, yeah. Don't worry about the fancy stuff. Um, I think learn to do the big compound movements so learn to squat learn to deadlift learn to bench press chin ups all those foundation exercises um, and build your core I think is a big one but I think so so easy to get carried away with doing all these fancy functional exercises but I think sometimes we just need to bring it back to the basics yeah exactly simplicity my friend yeah um, social media love it or hate it Ooh, it's a love-hate relationship yep. I'm going through with social media. Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck, you can kill some time on it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. Um, but yeah, you can, it can take a lot of time. Like that video I did the other day, it yep. took like two hours to edit that <laughs> freaking thing. Um, like 30 likes, that was it. Motherfucker. Yeah, jump on our Instagram and like Sam's new yeah, video. It's, please. it's fantastic. We'll be able to sleep at night to get more than 50 likes. Speaking of social media, I, I hate the advertising being all this superficial stuff mm. and like advertising being all superficial it's like ah eat this to look like me it's like fuck that like you've trained like that for your whole life and you're eating a certain way you know it's not because of that product that you're holding or yeah. you know how how edited is this photo or whatever you know yeah. what i mean um and most of those fitness models they probably take x amount of photos that when, they, when they're looking beautiful yeah and they just have them in their bank just uploading them every couple of weeks exactly do one photo shoot i'll change my gear and then yeah there's my photos for the next four weeks sorted anyone listening to this we uh, we we both recommend 
following James Smith. James Smith, PT, get yeah. around it. <laughs> Hashtag. Because he is one of the best um, probably influencers or Yeah, well, I'd call media. him a fitness influencer. Yeah. No bullshit, no exactly. thrills. You know? And that's what I think the, the social media with the fitness industry needs, people that are just honest and can show you that they're not perfect humans all the time. Exactly. Because not. No one's perfect. Except you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, same vein, if we're going to follow anyone... Um, I like um, David Goggins. Yeah, because he is mental. Like is. the sum. If you don't know the David Goggins story, jump on YouTube and listen to him on Joe Rogan or read his book. Like it is mental, and like some of the inspirational stuff he puts up. Like he's very much a put your shoes on and let's go to work kind yeah, of guy. No excuses. Exactly. Last question I've got for you. Give me some of the best things about being a trainer. Best things. Um, well. The hours are pretty good because mm-hmm. I have during the day off. Yep. Um, and I think just being able to see people improve, um, it's, it's super satisfying seeing someone get stronger or do something that they couldn't do a few months ago. Um, you know, I guess body composition, people looking better and, and you know fitting into those you know, bikinis that they couldn't fit into or... I mean, that stuff's cool. But I think for me, it's more actually actual performance, seeing yeah. people get better, feel better. Um, you know, and even like... I had a client the other day who was severely under-eating and she had like she had like two meals a day maybe and she was working eight hours a day. And she came in yesterday and told me that she'd had three or four meals and was learning to just meal prep. And for me, that's just a simple thing. But that made me pretty happy. So. Makes you feel good, hey? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think and it's the relationships you build with clients. Because for me, I think when I started as a trainer, I used to think that you know I'd train someone and I'd, I'd teach them everything I could in a few months, and then they'd be Change on their, their way. Life. Yeah. yeah, and then they're off. Yeah. But for me, I think I've realised that you know it's more than that, and I think it's more about you know people genuinely will want to train with you if you if you can build that relationship and you know we benefit from from that person coming in as much as they benefit from us. So I think, um, yeah, it's a relationship building that I, I value. Yeah, cool. Well, mate, thank you for coming on in. That is us thank done. You. Been having a chat for about an hour ten. Um, time flies. Yeah, it does. Um, jump on to uh, backyourselffitness.com.au to get all the links to our socials. If you're not following us already on Facebook and Instagram, you will see all Sam's awesome technique videos with his mate Scotty go like my video please. yeah get that 31 likes today come on um, but yeah backyourselffitness.com I hope everyone has enjoyed today's session um, we'll be back next week like I say every episode whatever it is you're going to do be it food or training or work whatever it is you just got to back yourself, yourself. alright guys I'll see you in episode 4 alright Dunskis sweet <laughs>